0: Welcome to the Journey to Paid Speaking Gigs podcast. Here we bring on guests in the speaking world to uncover how to find your voice as a speaker, get paid speaking engagements, and develop your speaking skills. I'm your host, Charles Clark, mental health and resilient speaker, and today I'm having a conversation with motivational speaker Aaron Linsdow. Before we get started, if you like what you hear today, check out the Journey to Paid Speaking Gigs Academy on my website at thecharlesclark.com forward slash apply where you're going to learn everything that you need to know about how to successfully build a speaking business. It's time to Rise and Thrive. Let's welcome Aaron to the show.
1: Hey, thank you very much for having me on, Charles.
0: Absolutely. Uh, so let's let's kick this off right. It's only right that I ask you, let the Thrive Tribe know a little bit about who you
1: are. Sure thing. I'm a polar explorer. I've been doing that for over 10 years. Originally, I, was, I did 20 years as software embedded systems engineering. I'm Wrote software on aircraft, uh, water systems, golf clubs. I mean, it was totally a crazy career and enjoyed it a lot, but decided to did my midlife crisis, did a big pivot and decided to ski solo to the South Pole. It's about as different as you can go, but boy, it's uh, been a great journey for me.
0: Man, that's that's, that's what I call an epic pivot right there. Like this is the, the greatest pivot I've I've ever heard of, of my life for yeah. sure. <laughs> so like, tell me,
1: an experience.
0: T- tell me about that. You know, from going from engineer to being an explorer. You know, um, I always say in the speaking industry, you're not just a speaker. You're 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 a model for something, right? Like you you model excellence in some way, and and you pivoted from being a, a um, engineer to being an explorer, what Mm -hmm. was that like? And and when did you realize that this was something that you ultimately wanted to do?
1: Uh, As I was going along in my life, I've always enjoyed the challenge of overcoming adversity and figuring out problems. I mean, engineering, you spend umpteen years in school, bachelor's degree, master's degree, always figuring out the next problem. I was figuring out the next challenge. Mm -hmm. And as a young boy, I was in the Boy Scout program, became an Eagle Scout and enjoyed the outdoor experience so as i was going along through my adulthood i decided hey you know what this is kind of fun to intermingle together so i started doing shorter expeditions across uh, yellowstone in the winter i mean it got minus 45 degrees there it is severely cold Solo. low so that kind of oh yeah i mean my my plastic bowl for my cereal literally shattered because it was too cold <laughs> it broke like glass it was unreal And so that was my first experience, and then I got the chance to trek across the Greenland tundra about 100 miles or 160 kilometers, and just being out there by myself, exposed to the elements with no communication from start to finish, that was my big sampler to international expeditioning. And uh, it was was quite the epic. I mean, I I was crossing a river, completely fell in, dunked my boots. I mean, oh my gosh, it Uh was quite the drama but that gave me the taste of hey you know what this is really enjoyable and i was looking to make a career change mm-hmm. and so i decided to ski to the south pole i had always wanted to go to antarctica yeah. in like early 2000s there was an article national geographic and they showed the interior of antarctica and as a little boy i was like star wars and star trek shows like that and i was like oh do you remember that planet hoth that ice planet and I thought, you know, I always wanted to go there. And when I saw those pictures of Antarctica, I realized that is an alien planet on Earth and I can go there. <laughs> I didn't know how I was going to get there, how I was going to finance it or do anything, but I decided to roll with it. And come 2012, I was packing up, paying the big bucks, kind of closing down my life and headed for the South Pole. So that's what got me started on the journey.
0: Wow. You, so you went from, um, from suit... Industry suit to, <laughs> you know, from <laughs> you know, yeah, literally there, this, on, all the, yeah, yeah, <laughs> staying, staying warm, man. That that's that's pretty phenomenal. And so here's here's the question: Like, when did you know that? And I can use this story to help even further my career within Ooh. speaking.
1: So that actually took a while. I have to say, I did the classic. I would say mistake, if you will, of completely leaving my career, putting in my notice, and boom, gone. I'm going to train, go to the South Pole, and in I don't know whatever it is eight or nine months. There I was in Antarctica. Now, con- transitioning to becoming a speaker and an author and building my own business, that was a longer process because I will honestly admit I didn't have a vision of what to do. I knew I wanted a huge change. But I didn't say, hey, I'm going to ski the South Pole and transition this to a complete speaking career, becoming an author and all these things. That was a longer process because honestly, once I did this and I decided not to go back to engineering, it was like graduating high school again. People always ask you, hey, so what are you going to do? Like, I don't know, man. Yeah, yeah. And it it took to about uh, from when I reached the South Pole in 2013, another year and a half People kept telling me, hey, you got to write a book about your experience. You've got the world record for the longest solo expedition to the South Pole surviving, 81 days. Wow. And, I mean, n- nobody's ever gone that long. That record, I will confidently say, will not be broken. Because you just can't <laughs> be out there long enough. <laughs> it, you know, not, not like, yeah, I mean, not like track and field like you, man, where you're, you're bombing it out. I've got, like, the slowest possible time, and he still crossed the finish line. Wow. Wow. <laughs> so it it makes it unreal. And people kept telling me, "Hey, you got to write a book. You got to do something about this." So I grounded out and finally uh, wrote my book, yeah, Antarctic Tears. Yeah. Got that guy out. Come on. talk uh, talking about. Oh yeah, yeah. that's, yeah. that's literally me yeah. in Antarctica. Let me tell you. Wow. And that allowed me to jump start my speaking career because I'd been in the news multiple times in San Diego on TV in the newspaper, in Jackson Hole, where I was training. And out of the blue that summer, I got a email from a, a corporate group who wanted me to come speak at their uh, board of directors meeting in Orange County yep. in California. Mm-hmm. And I thought, oh, I don't have a clue what I'm doing, but sure. <laughs> and then I realized, hey, wait a minute. <laughs> this is financially viable. I had no <laughs> idea. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, just uh, serendipity, if you will.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and
1: and that kind of brought that about. I met a couple speakers at the National Speakers Association and started learning like, oh, my gosh, this is like a huge industry and a career path. And so I wouldn't say it's all by mistake. I mean, man, blessings come from on a high. Yeah. And it, it got me started. It It's been a long road, but I've been enjoying the experience.
0: Wow, wow. So, you know, that transition from – Explore you still that's still what you do that's your
1: pattern. yeah I, I was just on Denali uh, trying to climb that bad boy a couple weeks ago enjoying a three day storm trapped in my tent nobody can move on the mountain wow <laughs> I mean it was sixty mile an hour winds I went went out to get check on my tent and the wind was so strong it literally knocked me down the snow I face planted I'm covered wow. in snow swirling around man I, it's a great time it and, is and... not for everyone though.
0: First of all, you like it cold, and I will never be uh, at the, at those places because I I like the warm weather.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, I, you need to I'm do down to
0: Florida. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, you need to do something in Costa Rica or Ecuador or something. Right, I,
0: I might go on the Explore What you did? Um, so you know, let you know, talk about that because Explore, How how can you find? And I'm pretty sure, like the viewers, will want to know the same thing. An, an explorer, you're an expert in this. How does this transcend to the corporate space? And and what wow. value are you providing for people? I ask you this question. Sure. So, a, a lot what? of times people think that what they do isn't enough, it can't get them in that space. So, you know, just right. kind of give us the, frame our mindset to, to get a better understanding of like, you're enough, you can do it, and there's room at the table for you.
1: Well, just like you said, Charles, I mean, what the question for a speaker is, what do you bring to the table? What unique selling proposition, USP, uh, do you as a speaker bring to the table? For me, it's my ability to overcome adversity in the most extreme conditions. I mean, I I was literally coughing up blood, I got a lung infection flying down there that I I was completely unaware of. I mean, just so many challenges Went wrong. I wouldn't say I should have died, but I definitely should not have made it at all. <laughs> and so that, that does give me the ability to stand in front of an audience of thousands and relate the story of. I mean, the high school I went to in Southern California, the most southwesterly high school in the United States, we had over a 50% dropout rate. I'm, I'm super sad. Yeah. I, I went into school as a sophomore with 900 plus students, we graduated with about 400. Wow. And that's, that's part of my story where I came from a place of both my parents are blue collar working class, worked hard their entire life, but definitely not a high minded engineering, just great folks still live, love them. Mm-hmm. And to come from a place of, hey, you know, the school's not the best, the teachers, principals, I mean, they, they all tried their best, but it wasn't the academic tour de force, if you will. And to come from a place of challenge like that, where it wasn't the best economic environment to go to something that big and that an extreme of a leap where, I mean, it's a six figure expedition. Mm -hmm. And I was, I had a few sponsors, but I was about 90, 95% my own money. And I mean, it took a decade of saving planning, doing so part of my selling proposition as a speaker is showing people like, look, this, this guy, I mean, I'm six foot tall. I'm not like some hulking gorilla, yeah. 250 pound guy dragging a 230, or was, no, sorry, 330 pound sleds yeah. across an entire frozen continent. People look at me like, is that possible? Like, yeah, here's the video. I show them everything. Wow. And then they get curious of, okay, we, we don't even believe this. We've got to talk to you more. Yeah. So it gives them the vision of, I don't fit the mold. I don't look the part. How does a man who went to school, did all these nerdy tech things, go do something epic? And that really teases people into curiosity of, wow, if, if, if that guy can do this, yeah. what can we do speaking as an audience, corporation or organization?
0: Wow. And so
1: that's my teasing of, hey, look, I don't look fit even match the part and yet there i am wow. so that, that's why i tell people like look i had gear break shovel break i mean things went horribly wrong but i'm still clawing my way across this frozen ice cube of a continent yeah and, and that that's why i tell people on stages look if i can do this standing here dragging a refrigerator for 700 plus miles you as a team with plenty of conditions that are totally perfect if yeah. you will you, you you will have challenges, but you can get through it. You can absolutely get through it.
0: Yeah, and and what does that provide for people? You know, I, I know it provides them with a sense of oh yeah, me too. I'm not alone. Okay, we we can get through mm. this. But what is the other what what is the other benefit that you see happens um, from the fact of you sharing your story and, and your experience? Um, what transformation happens with the audience?
1: The audience starts as very skeptical. They they cross their arms, they sit back like, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. And by the end, a lot of people are either cheering or crying depending on their emotional reaction. Yeah. But the 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 goal of my speech and the keynotes that I do, because I talk about adversity, overcoming adversity and then risk and safety management right. is to build in the vision in that short 45 minutes to an hour to give them the idea that not only does a person like me who doesn't look the part at all but that you can fail spectacularly and still succeed. Yeah. I mean, you know, look at uh SpaceX, Elon Musk. How many rockets did they blow up and now all of a sudden they're like flying, <laughs> flying people yeah. to the space station yeah. in a
0: very short while. You getting ready to do a whole I mean, you know, that, that's
1: it. A, <laughs> yeah, that's an extreme example. But I mean, right. I couldn't have had much more go wrong for me and still succeed. I mean, everything was stacked against me mm. and yet there I was. So that that vision for people of saying failure is actually OK. And that, that's the big challenge in K through 12 education, uh, college and even work is oh, you can't fail. The 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 education system says, oh, you should try something. But then if you fail, that's not acceptable. And I'm not bashing on education or anything. That's just the structure of, hey, try something different, fail. But then you can't get an F on your report card. Right. What do you do about that? That's actually kind of a mind twister.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And
1: and so that's what I show people is, man, it can go smashingly wrong. But if you've got enough duct tape, glue, (laughs) and wherewithal to put things back together and and a mind to say, So often when things go wrong, people say, hey, how come why me? Why does this have to happen to me? Uh And that's why I explain audiences. No, no, no. You are the best person for this to happen to. Uh And people get a little tweaky about that. Like, hey, what do you mean? Like, (laughs) look, (laughs) this challenge wasn't presented to you because you have to fail and just go to pieces. Uh This challenge was given to you to help teach you to rise up learn a new skill build more resilience into your body and then take it and go to somewhere greater and the only way to grow is by failure you i mean nobody comes out of the womb knowing calculus how to build a rocket yeah. how to you know make a billion dollar hedge fund or how to raise a family yeah, you know, yeah. something supposedly simple yeah <laughs> you know how that goes right fail, and so fail. that's what i show people is you, it's going to go wrong yeah. guaranteed you will never have a problem free moment in your life that i promise I those say- words are from les brown those are not mine Yeah, but boy i can't say it better
0: yeah, and that's what people attempt. get from it i always say failed attempts are better than missed opportunities
1: oh you, at you, least try
0: yeah yeah and at and so well, you know talking about that perspective of trying something new um, mm-hmm. the listeners that are tuning in today uh, they're they're probably someone who's in the beginning stages, someone who's starting from part- time wanting to go to full time
1: mm-hmm.
0: what, what would you tell them in in that realm of of pushing to try to something and and failing at it or sucking at it to succeed at it later, what would you tell them?
1: Be prepared to fail a lot. Be prepared for huge amounts of rejection. And that is perfectly normal. Pick your lane. Whatever you want to talk about as a speaker, don't say, hey, I can talk about leadership, development, uh, social, whatever, wasting your time. I've, I've tried a lot, and it finally came down to overcoming adversity. So I'm not the right guy for a lot of audiences. Yeah, yeah. But I have been invited to speak at a lot of industry events that are going through a lot of challenges, publishing, printing. Uh, mining, all, all sorts of things where boy, they're or uh you know, energy industry, they've had a, a lot of tough, tough times. Yeah. So I'm actually the best guy to say, hey, look, it's going like crazy chaotic on you, but there is a path forward and you will figure it out. Mm-hmm. The current yeah. will not look like the future and the future will not like the current. And there'll be some rough times. Yeah. But that that selling proposition of what makes you unique to be on the stage to convey whatever message you need to convey is critical but i mean do like like yourself professional athlete like myself explore. you gotta be a little bit unique even if it's just one percent you gotta have that something and that that is critical plus you know writing a book i mean you know got stacks of these bad boys now <laughs> <laughs> yeah I think I've written like uh, 36 different books. On, wow. on various topics. oh yeah
0: yeah that, that's awesome. That, that's, that's incredible, man. Congratulations on but, that.
1: Oh, thanks. yeah. but, but it, it's it's your calling card, right. Because like you give somebody a business card, ah, whatever, but you, you send a potential client who looks like a good positive lead. You send them a book mm-hmm. man, that that is huge. Man. Write the book.
0: Wow, wow. Write the book. and if you don't have the book, tell the story. And, you know, right? because, telling... it, yeah,
1: go ahead. Yeah. If you don't have enough to at least fill maybe a thin little book like this. Yeah. You, you, I will submit you maybe don't have enough. Mm, mm. I mean, I've known a lot of speakers. There's this uh, one guy, uh, he like can move his mouth all crazy entertainer, eight, nine figure sort of guy. Yeah. And his book is maybe a little bit thicker than this. He does just fine, but he can send this to people wow. before he gets his video and samplers, and th- they buy it like crazy. That that's, it makes that, that's a really huge good. difference.
0: Yeah. So, Tribe, you're listening out there. Get out there, fail at it, suck at it, and learn. You know, and I, you know, I, I'm really hearing from you. It's time to write that that story when 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 you have that your story figured out. Uh, it's a good yeah. marketing tool.
1: Um, yeah, go go go! Speak at Rotary clubs, Kiwanis clubs, all that. Yeah. Man, they need speakers every week. Yeah, every week, every. I mean, if you're in a big city, the number of clubs is crazy, mm-hmm. and get in there and be awkward, but uh, yeah. learn, stumble, and that'll be okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know,
0: I, I've learned. No one will be upset um, from um, having uh, the Rotary Club. Like I made six figures off of one Rotary Rotary Club. Like yeah, I I, I, I think I thank God for that one. Like. If I never showed up at that rotary club, I don't know what I would be doing right now (laughs) in my business. Uh, But you know, yeah, do it for free. You know, and when you, if you, I always say, if you speak, you'll get paid for it. So if you speak enough times, every time you speak, you're getting paid, even though you're doing it for free, because you're you're working on your skills, uh, you're working on your vocal variety, your vocal tone, you're 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 building your network, and and. Really getting the referrals that you need and the reviews, all those things are working in for you, even if you're not getting paid to do it. So,
1: yeah, yeah. One caveat I would say is I've had requests from forty-five billion-dollar companies to come speak for either free or a uh, let's just say an honorarium for a fee, and I've turned those down because once you do that, then you get referrals and people say, "Oh yeah, hey, I'm going to call XYZ Corp and talk to them. Did you like them?" Then they're going to ask, "Oh, how much did you pay?" How are you going to overcome that? So you got to be careful. Yeah, companies yeah. will always look to save a dollar, and you don't right. want to sacrifice yourself. I'm sure you've experienced that,
0: of course. And I think like it's like that balance between that. Like if you're starting out, well, let's, let's just, just let's just say you know you're where I am, which I've mm-hmm. I've been speaking for uh, ten plus years, mm-hmm. and there's a company that I really wanted to speak. To, I really want to speak to. Um, let's just say, for example, Amazon, right? Um, but they don't have a budget. I know, but I know this: if if I had their logo on my website, that would do me yeah. a lot. And so it's making that debate. And, I, and I, so I think, like a lot of times, like we put more weight on on the money, which is important, but mm-hmm. we don't put the weight on the logo too. Those logos, I, I've I've heard people like reach out to my website. They were like, man, we seen the logos on your site, and we we knew that you weren't in our budget, <laughs> and so it puts me in a different category just just based off of having those things. So the great debate is, you know, do you, do you do it for the logo or do you do you do it for the income or, I mean, and even it depends on how well your schedule's moving. You know, my one of my one of my great coaches uh, once told me, Charles, do you need it? <laughs> That's the million question. That's the million dollar question. Do you need it? Like if if you need it, go ahead and take care, of, you know, do it do your business, do your thing, do what you need to do. Um, but yeah, I, I know we can go on and on about that part. But so here, here's my other question for you. Um, in, in the realm of, of speaking and and getting these logos, uh who who do you who do you see as that speaker that you would be interested in, in sitting down and have a conversation with and, and what would you ask that person?
1: Uh nowadays, oh gosh. Um I'll use his first name, Brad. He's out of Salt Lake City. He's a professional athlete. He's he's probably got to be in his 50s now. That guy can still run a four and a quarter minute mile. Oh, okay. I mean, (laughs) yeah, being a track and field guy, he's in the master's class. He goes to the college meets, and he is right there with the college athletes, not nipping on their heels, but leaving some guys in the dust. And even there was a video clip where he aided on the inner rail stood up came back and still broke the record in the master's class wow yeah i I mean he's same sort of thing athlete sort of perspective and actually does magic on stage so it's an interesting combo of entertainment education and inspiration because as a speaker ultimately yeah i I like that combo of hey this is crazy because i mean I, i literally put on my hood I put on my goggles. I mean, I get up there. I literally eat butter on the stage. So I'm like (laughs) Darth Vader up there doing my thing. And then Uh, I do that. And people are like, oh, that guy doesn't take himself seriously. It breaks the (laughs) ice. But I literally have part of my contract is you need to provide me a stick of butter so I can do part of my speech. And I I take that hmm. butter and I literally take a... (laughs) couple chomps out of that wow 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 and one of the keys is it generates an emotional reaction because Mm. if you get up and do a speech people say oh i'm going to change your life in an hour maybe maybe not (laughs) maybe (laughs) maybe but yeah (laughs) right (laughs) but if you don't get an emotional reaction out of people in an entertainment setting because we're entertainers i mean you're doing education but you can either do entertainment or education. Yeah, and my emotional reaction on that one is revulsion of mm. I love the reaction. It's it's not negative and a bad emotion, but it gets people in the thinking. Oh my gosh, did that really happen? And man, <laughs> it locks the audience, and they they're like, what else is this crazy guy gonna do?
0: <laughs> Locked in. I, I think the guy's name is um, Brad uh, Barton.
1: Barton. Yep. Yeah. Barton, yeah 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 Brad is uh, I would I would love to sit down and chat with him I've seen him speak a couple times and uh you know it, it I don't know uh you know how his business is doing right now but I just love hearing that guy of everything goes wrong still gets up and wins mm. the freaking race
0: yeah that, that resilience what, what would you ask him
1: I've, I've seen where he's come from, but that vision of, Hey, you know what? I've, I've still probably good, got a good 10, 12 years in my career here. Mm -hmm. And he's much more farther along and ask him, you know, from where you are now, looking back, what wisdom would you impart to me? If you will, Mm -hmm. what, what vision of, Hey, you're rolling your career for the next decade. What would you do differently? What would you do the same? Mm -hmm like that and that yeah that because the only from people who've gone before can you stand on the shoulders to see farther and being able to stand on his shoulders to get the vision of oh that would work so much better without me stumbling through the jungle would be really helpful
0: (laughs) yeah i feel you on that one um aaron i mean i I really appreciate this episode today um just learning from you and uh, I think we're on in sim- similar niches, but very yeah. unique, right? Uh, and you know, I, I think I find even great joy in that because man, it really lets me know. I, I live by this. There's room at the table. There's so much yeah. room at the table because you know you you provide a different experience in in the realm of resilience, right? Um, just like I, I I provide a different experience in the in the realm of resilience. I speak on the mental health aspect of it and the mental yeah. toughness. So. Come on, guys. The the moral of the story, come on. Let's let's do this. It's time for you to find your voice, develop your message, and get paid to do what you love. This is Journey Paid Speaking Geeks Podcast. Aaron, if um, the tribe can find you, where would that be?
1: Sure, on my website, aaronlinsdow.com, A-A-R-O-N-L-I-N-S-D-A-U.com.
0: All right, let's stick around. We're getting ready to go behind the scenes. Let's do it. Hope you enjoyed today's episode. Click the follow button to be notified for more episodes. And if you're interested in learning how to overcome the struggle of stage fright, write that life story and speech, or how to become that paid speaker, enrollment is now open to the Journey to Paid Speaking Gigs Academy. Head to thecharlesclark.com forward slash apply. It's time that you speak, even if your voice shakes. I'll catch you guys on the next episode. Peace.